Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA Podcast. Today's bonus episode is the audio version of a video that I put out a couple weeks ago on my main channel called Life Advice for Seeing Kids and Metal Nerds, which is exactly that, essentially. A lot of stuff that I wish I could go back and tell the early or mid or even late 20s version of myself because I just made so many of the same dumb mistakes that I see so many, you know, people from our world make. It's interesting how there's so many smart people in the scene, and yet so many of us, including myself, make the same dumb mistakes over and over and over. I don't know if I would have listened, you know, if I did go back, putting myself in that time machine and go back and tell myself this stuff when I was 22. I don't know if I would have listened. Maybe I would have, maybe I wouldn't, but either way, some advice here for relationships, personal finance, careers, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully it's helpful to somebody. Before I get into it, there are a couple things that you can do to support the show if you would like to. Number one, you can share it on social media. The podcast platforms don't do a ton to help us out there, so anything that you can do is much appreciated. Thing number two, if you really, really, really like us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. Patrons get every show a week early. There's a private members-only Discord server that I'm in all the time. There's a way to have me review your music or video or podcast or design portfolio or any other thing that you want to get my eyes on. So if that sounds cool, you can hit the link in the show notes. And with that out of the way, let's get into the episode. This is like going out of your way to eat gas station pizza every day and then complaining about how you always have diarrhea. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA, and I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. If you're one of the many people out there who thinks I'm an idiot, just be glad that you didn't know me in my 20s because holy shit, I did a lot of dumb stuff back then. I ruined a ton of relationships. I got dumped probably at least 15 times. I ended up with about like $90,000 in student loans. I said all kinds of stuff that even like 15 years later, I still cringe at and just generally made life way, way harder for myself than it needed to be. So in this video, I'm gonna share some of the things that I learned the hard way so you can learn from my painful, stupid mistakes or at the very least, laugh at how stupid I was and feel a little bit better about yourself because wow, at least I'm not as dumb as that guy from YouTube. All right, so first up, let's talk about relationships. Aside from getting into doomed long distance relationships like some girl that lives in Sweden that you've never actually spoken to in person but you've decided that this is your soulmate. Aside from that probably the number one dumbest just complete face palm worthy mistake that I see a lot of younger guys make is this obsession with finding a girl who likes the same music and hobbies that they do. Almost like they want to date themselves. <sighs> I just wish I had a girl who listened to Dream Theater and wears cargo shorts and eats Taco Bell six times a week and plays Kerbal Space Program until 3 a.m. every night. She's got to be out there. 
But in all seriousness, I get it. Of course, it's nice when someone likes the same stuff as you do, but this should be like number 975,000 on the list of priorities in terms of what kind of person you want to be with. Because at the end of the day, the fact that you both like children of Bodom or whatever isn't going to make this a happy relationship. My wife and I actually do mostly like the same music, but we're very, very different when it comes to TV and movies. She's like, I don't care. We can watch whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. So I say, okay, how about this Jason Statham movie where he punches people in the face and drives fast? And then I get this look. Really? And so, of course, we just end up watching her favorite show, which is love and hip-hop. The stuff that actually matters to a happy relationship is the little stuff. Like how messy or tidy are you versus her? What time do you like to go to bed? Do you like staying out on the weekends or going home? How do you guys think about money? That kind of lifestyle stuff is what is actually going to make or break a relationship. Because, you know, if one of you wants to go out all the time and the other person wants to stay home all the time, that's going to be a problem. Not whether she thinks Blink-182 is better than No Effects, or even knows who No Effects is. So please, for the love of God, do not do that thing where you put a girl on this like weird creepy pedestal because you saw her wear a shirt of a cool band once. Dude, I'm totally in love with the girl at the bagel place. When I went there for lunch the other day, she was wearing a neck deep shirt. When you said a total of like seven words to her in your entire life when she rang you up, and she doesn't even remember who you are and would be super freaked out if she knew how obsessive you were being. Fear him, but pity him also. And I want to just pause really quickly and note that yes, I am using heteronormative language here. That's only because I'm talking about what I know. I just wanted to mention that that is something that I am aware of and respectful of. Number two, most girls aren't crazy and most guys are not assholes. You hear both of those things a lot. It's just not true. So for all the dudes out there who cry about how like girls always screw me over and then they write some whiny, somewhat misogynist pop punk song about it or girls who complain about how the last guy they dated was a total asshole and then the next guy they date is exactly like him. Ask yourself, why does this keep happening? First of all, if you keep fishing in the same place, you're gonna catch more of the same kind of fish. Years ago, I remember being really frustrated that I would always end up dating these like party girl types. And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, where are you meeting these girls? Bars and parties, what do you expect? So if you're not happy with the kind of people that you're meeting and dating, you gotta break out of your comfort zone. Go fish in a different pond. Go take like a group cooking class or something. Hang out with some people at your school that you normally wouldn't. Put some different interests in your dating site profile or whatever. Just don't keep fishing in that same pond and expecting things to change. And second, remember that like attracts like. For example, when I was dating all those party girls, guess what I was doing? Partying a lot. So if you don't like the kind of people who seem to be attracted to you, you might want to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself what that says about you. That man's an imposter. That man is the imposter. Because remember, it takes two here. Yes, they may be shitty people, but you picked them. This is like going out of your way to eat gas station pizza every day and then complaining about how you always have diarrhea. It's almost as if these two things have something to do with each other. Basically, what it comes down to is this. Instead of wondering how to find this like perfect mythical person that you have in your head, like I remember when I was in junior high school, I literally wrote out like a checklist of things that I wanted my girlfriend to be. Instead of that, work 
on yourself and the right person will come along. Be the person they would wanna be with and they'll find you. Nobody is going to fix you. There is no manic pixie dream girl that's gonna come along and be this like weird girlfriend slash mother figure to you and save you from yourself. That's just a bullshit trope made up by the kind of self-pitying sad boys who obsess over movies like Garden State and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Those people are looking for someone else to come along and save them, but that's not how it works. The next thing that I really wish I could go back in time and tell my younger self is just like drop the negativity and entitlement. Having a chip on your shoulder, even if it's for somewhat justified reasons, will do nothing but hold you back. I see so, so much of this in the rock and metal scene and it's fucking exhausting. I'm talking about these people who are always looking for a way to find fault in everything. The glass is always half empty. They blame other people for their failures and shortcomings and cut down the people who are successful. Like when Billie Eilish blew up, these people were all up in the comments saying how she was an industry plant with rich parents and her brother does everything and blah, blah, blah. They got their blame thrower out real fast. And if they don't get a raise at work, it must be because their boss is an asshole. If they get dumped, it's because the girl is crazy. It's never their fault. And when something good does happen, the first words out of their mouth are, yeah, but followed by something negative. They're just never happy. It's never their fault. And they're always just kind of mad at the world because they didn't get what they supposedly deserved. To be fair, for some people, I think this is a symptom of depression, the irritability and just kind of general feeling shitty all the time for no reason. And then you take it out on the world. I've been there. I take medication for it. And if that's you, it's okay. Just understand that you do need to get treated for it. But for everyone else who just has a shitty attitude, you have no excuse. This kind of attitude is absolutely toxic to every aspect of your life. People hate this shit. It will ruin every relationship, every job you have. If you don't ditch this shitty mindset, it's kind of game over. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that that you either love want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh, has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speakers Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Hello out there! Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, 
and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Yes, life is unfair sometimes, and it's totally understandable and okay to be upset about it sometimes. I'm not saying you have to be like Mr. Rogers that is always just rainbows and sunshine no matter what happens. That's just not realistic. That's not how life works. You're allowed to feel angry and sad and bitter at times, but you can't let it just poison your whole outlook on life. Or you're gonna end up as one of those like bitter, miserable old guys that hangs out by the bar at every show who just goes on and on about how everything sucks these days. Why don't you shut the up? And if you have people like that in your life, you have only one choice with how you deal with those people. You gotta cut them out, period. They will poison you. Think of their like negative bullshit as like a passive AOE attack that no matter how high your defense stat is, is just gonna chip away at you over time. And eventually it's gonna get to you. So your only option is to get the fuck away from them. And by the way, it sounds kind of harsh, but this applies to family members too. I'm sure a lot of you guys don't have the best relationships with your family. I didn't either. And I want you to know it's okay to cut them off. In fact, sometimes for your own good and theirs, you have to. I had to do it with my stepdad after my mom died. I realized that literally like every time I would talk to him, I would get actual panic attacks. Like my heart would race and I'd get all like jittery and wound up like short of breath. And I was just like, fuck this, enough. So I blocked him on my phone and email and everywhere else and haven't talked to him since. This was probably four or five years ago. I wish him the best, but honestly, I don't even know if he's still alive or not. It had to be done. They may be your family members, but you do not owe them anything. 
All right, so now let's talk about careers, or more specifically, how to get a job doing something you actually like or love, which is what we all want, but you know, it's easier said than done. Like when I was 22 and I just so, so badly wanted to do graphic design for a living. I was self-taught at the time, I hadn't gone to college and I was okay, I wasn't great, but I was decent. But no matter how many jobs I applied for, or how many emails I sent, I just got like nowhere, no rejection emails, just no nothing. It was so frustrating and demoralizing, like I felt like like I was standing in front of this thousand foot high wall that went on as far as you could see in either direction with no door anywhere. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do here? How do I get over this or through this? Like I'm stuck. But I eventually did. I ended up doing design for about 10 years, including a couple years designing for Hollister of all things. If you wore Hollister in high school, there's a very good chance that I designed some of your shirts. So how did I do it? For the most part, job applications are bullshit. They're useless. 90% of the time, the way that you're gonna get a job is by knowing the right person. It's all about networking. So that is where you should be focusing your energy. For example, the way that I finally broke out of my shitty dead-end job at a print shop and got my foot in the door of design is when I met a guy named Chase Jarvis, who is a pretty well-known photographer now, but back then he was a partner in an ad agency here in Seattle. I met him when we printed like a brochure for them. I kind of talked to him a little bit when he came into the shop. He seemed like a cool guy. And because I was just totally desperate, after he left later that day, I called him, hey, this is Finn from the print shop. I know this is like totally out of the blue but it sounds like you guys are doing some cool stuff that I would love to be a part of, and I don't know, just thought I'd ask if you have any openings. And to make a long story short, I finally got him to say yes, and that was my foot in the door. I ended up working on some projects for like Nike and Nintendo and Red Bull, and that was the start of my design career, all because I just kinda took a flyer and picked up the phone and called him. And that's pretty much how I've gotten every other opportunity in my life. Just some random personal connection that I made. So my advice is if you're looking for that breakthrough, it all starts with just putting yourself out there and building that network. If you just keep doing that, eventually one of those people is gonna take a chance on you, just like Chase took a chance on me. All it takes is one person to say yes, and your life has changed forever. All right, so now let's talk about money for a little bit. And you know how every old person you know is probably lecturing you about how you need to save and invest more? Well, it's because they're right, you do. And let me give you an example of that. If you are 25 now, and you invest $400 a month, assuming a 6% return on that money, which is pretty normal, pretty average, you'll be able to retire at 70 years old with a million dollars in the bank. And maybe you can't invest $400 a month now. I know I couldn't when I was 25, that's fine. The important part is just to start now with whatever you can, even if it's only 25 bucks a month. The number one thing is start early. Like if you haven't started investing, literally do it as soon as you stop watching this video. If your job has a 401k program, definitely enroll in that right now and max it out if at all possible because that's literally free money. And if you're not sure if you have one or how to do it, you just contact your HR department and they'll tell you how. And if you don't have a 401k through your job, that's okay too. Just go to vanguard.com or fidelity.com, open up an account, link your bank to it, and you're good. It takes like 10 minutes. And if you're saying that you can't afford to save or invest anything, for most people, I think that's honestly bullshit. Spend a little bit less on weed and vinyl and put some of that into your investments. And if you're unemployed right now because of COVID, fine, just open up the account anyway so that when you do have a paycheck, again, it's ready. But do not open up a Robinhood account and start throwing money at whatever meme stock is hot right now because your friend was bragging about how he made 800 bucks off of Tesla in a day. 
That is a very good way to lose your money and end up being the human equivalent of Wall Street bets. I would suggest putting your money into something called index funds. I'm not gonna explain here what those are in detail, but you can search for it. Essentially, it's a way of investing in the entire stock market at once. If you wanna read more about it, go to bogleheads.org and read their like starter guide post. It'll explain everything in super clear, easy language. This stuff is not as complicated as it seems. Or you can check out this book by my friend, Josh Scanlon. I'll put a link to that in the description. Super short, easy read that kind of gives you all the basics. The main thing is just please, if you haven't started yet, do it like right now. Starting early is the most important part. And my last piece of advice, I know that this one is not gonna be very popular, but a lot of people need to chill with the hobbies. There's nothing at all wrong with having hobbies, but I know a lot of younger guys, including myself when I was in my 20s, take it way, way too far to the point where it kind of becomes like their whole personality. So if you want to collect records or comics or be in a band or play video games or whatever, that's fine. I was into all that stuff too, so I totally get it. But just don't let your life revolve around that stuff. Looking back, I just want to like kick myself in the balls when I think about all the time that I spent on my hobbies in my 20s instead of some other things that I could have and should have prioritized. And I think like, what if I had put that time into something more productive? Like I remember being very proud of the fact that I had a hundred hour save file on Final Fantasy Tactics back in the day. A hundred fucking hours. I'm sure all my friends on the GameFAQs forums were very impressed. But man, think of what I could have done with all that time, especially considering that that's when I was stuck in that dead end shitty print job that I hated. So to think that I spent a hundred hours playing this video game to distract myself from the fact that I hated this job is just stupid. Like I should have been spending that time learning a skill or doing some networking, like anything to help me get out of that hole faster than I did. Hobbies should be just that. They should be a hobby, not like the center of your life. If you wanna be in a band or play video games, like by all means, do it. We all need some sort of an outlet, right? Just saying maybe do it for two or three hours a week instead of 20 or 30 hours a week. That's like a second job. And spend that time maybe learning a new skill, getting some exercise, taking your boyfriend or girlfriend on a date. It's just not healthy for a hobby to define your life like that. All right, my friends, that does it for this video. Some life advice for scene kids and metal nerds from an old hardcore guy who made a lot of the same dumb, painful mistakes that many of you may have made. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you wanna help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really wanna support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.